Should Christians always obey the government? And is there ever a time to resist? Let's talk about that today. But we're seeing some unprecedented times in America today. The country is taking extreme measures to slow down the pandemic, or should I say plandemic? But that's a whole nother vlog for another day. Many of the measures that are being taken are limiting individual freedom and violating our rights that are guaranteed to us by the Constitution. We're seeing people being arrested for trying to go back to work, mothers being harassed for taking their children to the park, citizens being physically removed from public transit because they refuse to wear masks. I'm gonna try and remain as calm as I can for this vlog because these things infuriate me. Our First Amendment rights are being violated by not allowing dissenting voices to challenge the current narrative. First Amendment rights are also being violated by not allowing people to gather for worship. I believe the First Amendment has a clause in there that says, or prohibit the free exercise thereof, if I'm correct. Our Second Amendment rights are being violated by certain governors who are restricting individual carrying rights. So the question is, to what extent should the Constitution be violated? Well, the answer to that question is never, period. Our rights should not be violated for any reason. Otherwise, we're not free people. Otherwise, what does the Constitution actually mean? And this goes for all Americans. But even with that said, as a pastor and teacher of the Bible, we cannot overlook Romans chapter 13 in the scripture. To put it in simple words for those who may not have ever read Romans chapter 13, it calls for Christian people to be obedient to governing authorities. You see, God's word consistently calls us to obey and support our authorities. Paul urged that supplications and prayers and intercessions and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and for all who were in high positions. Paul's instructions to those living in Rome were very clear. He said, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. There's no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed and those who resist will incur judgment. And that comes from Romans chapter number 13, verses one and two. He even went on to say that the authorities are ministers of God and urged the readers there to pay taxes to whom taxes are owed and respect to whom respect is owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed and honor to whom honor is owed. Peter even added, be subject to the Lord's sake for every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and reward those who do good. And that's first Peter chapter two and verse 13 and 14. It would seem very clear then that Christians are to submit to the authority of the government, seeing as it's God's will for us. But there's more to the story than that. Is there ever a time for the Christian for civil disobedience? Is there ever a time when Christians should stand against tyranny? Are there biblical examples? Well, the answer to all of these questions is a resounding yes. In Acts chapter four, Peter and John were ordered by the Sanhedrin, who was the highest governing authority of Judaism of that day, that they were not to teach in the name of the Lord. Their response was whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than God, you be the judge, but we can't help but speak of the things that we've seen and heard. Again, Peter was arrested for preaching the gospel and he was bold in his civil disobedience. He said, we must obey God rather than men. His faithfulness to God led to his martyrdom in Rome and Paul suffered the same fate. He was imprisoned and then he was executed. And so these two apostles, who counseled Christians to obey the state were executed for what reason? 
disobeying the state. In Daniel chapter three, the Babylonian king, he erected a golden image and required all people to worship it. The Jewish exile, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they testified before the idolatrous king, we will not serve your gods nor worship the golden image that you have set up. And you know what happened to them? They were thrown into the fiery furnace. Three chapters later, in Daniel, he refused to pray to the Persian king who was had, and he was thrown into the lion's den. Some people even think that Jesus was the ultimate pacifist. They like to think of him as kind of this first hippie kind of guy throwing flowers and exclaiming, peace and love, man. And that may be the Jesus of their imagination, but that's not the Jesus of the Bible. The Jesus of the Bible was loving. He was caring. He was compassionate. But the Jesus of the Bible administered justice and he made a whip and he drove the money changers out of the temple. He told his disciples in the last days as they were getting more dangerous that they may need their swords. And that's in Luke chapter 22. You see, it's called self-defense and a Christian can defend himself or herself. It's also acceptable for a nation to defend itself from those who want to harm it. And that includes those from within. John Stott, he was one of the most respected evangelical theologians of the 20th century and listen to his commentary on Romans 13. He said, granted that the authority of the rulers is derived from God, but what happens if they abuse it? What happens if they reverse their God-given duty? What happens if they commend those who do evil and punish those who do good? Boy, doesn't that sound like America? He said, do we have a requirement to submit in such a morally perverse situation? And the answer is no. The principle is very clear. We are to submit right up to the point where obedience to the state would entail disobeying God. But if the state commands what God forbids and forbids what God commands, then our plain Christian duty is to resist and not to submit. It's to disobey the state in order to obey God. As Christians, we have been commanded to have a gentle and a quiet spirit. But many Christians take that and they use it to believe that we're supposed to be doormats for everyone to walk on. While there is a command to turn the other cheek, mess with my children and something's gonna happen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Mess with my wife and you're gonna know something. You see, the command to turn the other cheek and live in quietness and gentleness and submission is not a command to have people run over us, nor it is a command to lay down and take abuse. This even applies to those who are in authority over us. You see, you and I are citizens of two different countries. We live in a secular nation with secular leaders and we're supposed to support them and obey them. But we also live in a spiritual society with an omnipotent king whose authority is supreme. Jesus did teach us to render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. But when we're forced to choose, we must obey the highest authority. Peter encouraged us to show proper respect to everyone. And what does that entail? Well, that entails love the family of believers, fear God, and honor the emperor. Well, we're to love each other, we're to honor our secular leaders, but we're only to fear God. In America today, we are facing a little bit different situation than what the Roman Christians were. But Paul doesn't write Romans 13 to command unquestioning obedience to whatever powers Christians happen to fall under, because those powers are human, they're fallible, sometimes they need to be changed. And Paul wrote to remind Christians about the concept of authority. We're, we're to respect the concept of authority. 
When we resist, we resist people. We don't resist the authority they represent because authority is necessary for a fallen world to be able to function. So what does holy resistance look like? Well, this is not to sound gushy or sentimental, and this may be the exact opposite of where you thought this vlog was going, but it must come from a place of love, not anger. And yes, I get it. I'm angry at the ungodly leaders and the governing authorities that are stealing away our freedom. I'm angry at those who want to lord over us, and I won't always idly stand by and watch us fall into tyranny, the very thing we fought against to form this great nation. But as a believer, our heart should always be a heart of seeing people come to repentance and faith. You see, God is the ultimate source of authority for the Christian, not the government. Did you hear what I said? God is the ultimate source of authority for the Christian, not the government, not the mayor, not the governors, not the president. This is undisputed, but governmental authority is also necessary in a fallen world. And while human authorities may ultimately become corrupt or inept, we're given leave to change those authorities and even when needed, completely change the systems that they control. Paul shows us that we must never cast aside the notion that someone's going to be in authority. That's a spirit of rebellion. That's anarchy and it doesn't work. And that's what Paul was trying to communicate in Romans chapter number 13. Before you ever decide to resist authority, I have a question. Before you rush to stand and take up arms or grab your torches and your pitchforks, can I ask you a question? Have you even prayed about it? Have you brought your concerns and your requests to the Lord? You see, that's the first thing as believers we should do. Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, and he says, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications and prayers and intercessions and the giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Well, no, we don't have a king, but don't you think that God would have us pray for our leaders? Abraham pleaded to God on behalf of the nation. Moses sought the Lord on behalf of the children of Israel. What about Elijah and Solomon and David and Nehemiah? Yes, they all prayed and sought the Lord. And guess what? It worked. I'm afraid that many of us, myself included, we allow our emotions to rule us when we should be on our knees repenting and praying and pleading for the nation and those that are in authority over us. So if as a Christian, you disagree with the way America or whatever country you live in is being led, do something about it, but do it in love and do it with the idea that authority itself is a godly concept. Yes, we are to honor authority, but blind obedience to those who are over us is not what God has called for. We have a God-given, not a man-made right to say no, and we should resist those things that we believe are oppressive and immoral, no matter how costly or difficult they may be. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1 tells us, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Dear brother or sister, personally, I will not be placed under the yoke of slavery and bondage. Christ's entire purpose for coming to this earth was to make us free. In fact, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Finally, I can't tell you what you should or you shouldn't do as a matter of your conscience. That's not my place. And I also know that many Christian people will disagree with what I've said here in this vlog today, and that's fine. But whether or not you ever choose to stand against authorities, I can tell you this, 
I cannot and I will not allow those who are corrupt in power to place me under the very chains that Christ came to deliver me from. No, this doesn't mean that I'm ready to take up arms and it doesn't mean that I have a mind and spirit of disobedience. What it means is simply this. One day, if it ever comes to me defending my family, myself, any of my brothers or sisters in Christ, I'm ready. Why? For whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Man, I hope this video will be helpful for you in some way. Comment down below, subscribe for more videos, and we'll see you in the next one.